thank you for joining today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, the question I was going to ask you that's nice and easy because you know I like to get straight into it is how do you define yourself? What's the meaning of life and how do you set a good example for your children? Right, right. So I'm joking. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. I was just thinking about our pre-conversation here and yeah, yeah, we will. And that um for anyone else watching this, I, I always take a few minutes beforehand just to to chat about things that we care about. And man, that is so on my mind as well. I mean, more than anything that you and I do in technology, uh, Dave, it's uh it's 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 really on my mind. But but anyway. Uh, we'll come to that in a second. We'll both explore and you can ask me back and I'll say, I don't know, you like I always do. Right kind of response to that question then as you asked it or was that... Was I wanting to respond to you, are you asking? No, no. Did you get that from me? Did you get a good uh, automatic deer in the headlights response to that question? Because I thought you jumped very uh, much <laughs> your first question. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's start easier. We'll lead into it. Um <laughs> So um, last week I met with Mikel from your business KitFit um, and KitFit um, are obviously people we depend on to scale our delivery and our customers. Um, and Mikel and I were talking about your new customer success platform, which um, utilizes AI. I, I don't know if I'm explaining that quite right, but this, as you know, has got me intrigued um, about, about the possibilities. Uh, I'm all over this stuff at the moment. I'd love to hear from you, um, from your perspective, what you think the the possibilities are for customer success platforms that you use AI. Obviously, not giving away the uh, the keys to the kingdom with what you say, of course. But uh, like, yeah. like, what what what's in your mind with uh, the work that you guys are doing? Yeah, well, we um we worked for a few years on a on the KitFit um, product, which was kind of part part social network, part social shopping experience. And there were there were mm. ideas going going through there about selling stuff together and ha- and how to recommend good products to people and things like that. But when uh, mm-hmm. when 2020 uh, happened, uh, it changed the the market for uh, re- reselling uh, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we tried to take some of the learnings that we had uh, developing that and dealing with different brands and things, and kind of focusing some of that stuff down into a customer success platform. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's very important to to focus on that kind of thing to to get your customer to be successful. Um, I mean, it's a pretty, it seems like a silly question to, to ask is how important to you is the success of your customer? Um, mm. And I guess if you're just trying to grab a piece of money out of a, a bunch of customers and you don't, you don't care about that then well 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 not at all but for a lot of uh, for us as a company KidFit, and i think for for anyone who does software development for people or anyone who's trying to build an ongoing uh, win-win relationship with uh, a customer um, it, it's important to be focusing on this kind of thing uh, customer success teams tend to be smaller i think teams but very important to the businesses that need them because it's important to recognize when your customers are being successful and when they're getting value and to, but to also possibly more importantly be able to identify when they're not getting value so you can adjust and and to help help keep the relationship going because the other question is how long do you want your relationship to last uh, mm-hmm. 
and I and I guess like mm. a fine answer is indefinitely. While both sides are mm. getting value from it, why would you want to? Mm. Why would you want to stop? Um, mm. Mm. So yeah, I think we've we've taken the the learnings we've got from that. Uh, just because of the time we've been developing it with this AI large language model natural language processing explosion, uh, we have. Um, we, we had some tools that we wanted to create for ourselves uh, out of the AI so we could, you know, start to produce marketing material and, and things like that. And those kind of tools we're definitely going, we, we see we, we can put into the uh, customer success platform, but also they can be tools in their own right uh, as well. Um, mm-hmm. And the, 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 I, I feel like the, the language model tools are just going to become more and more powerful in a very short period of time. I mean, it's been a very big leap in the last uh, three or four months uh, anyway. And I think th- there's kind of parallels with a lot of other systems that, that one might develop. It's not so much about what the technology can do, but it's a question of I- integration and personalization and making it right for, uh, for the person who's using it. Because the, some of the big players, one might worry about like Google or Microsoft or OpenAI themselves just like eating everyone's lunch on this, you know, and producing a just something that's incredible. I, my feeling is, our feeling is that they're not really going to be able to focus uh, on specific niches enough, on specific um, uh, personalization or, or, or suitability for specific tasks enough. Mm. Um, so mm, that's mm. just do the, the old-fashioned work of, of integration and and meeting people's needs uh, where they mm. because there's a lot of stuff that's already um, looking like looking like magic really like even for someone who knows even who someone who's got totally. a, a passing understanding of what how simple the thing it does actually is uh, the the results the, the the complicated and complex results that come out of that uh, are mm. very interesting. So as far mm. as the tools go, we're do, we're doing things like um, we're doing things like helping you write content, uh, also taken from the other side, helping you read content, uh, mm. and personalization mm. in that the, the the way you like to write, what audience you're writing for, the way you like to read or or can read. Um, so imagine say, um, uh, imagine say uh, in the realm of customer success, imagine like a, a knowledge base article. That yeah, you can you can read that, but also y- you can interrogate it and ask it specific questions, and it can distill uh, more documentation and say support information than can be put into one uh, put into one article. Yeah. You just as you're talking, you remind me of the, the I I just had to quickly look it up. Um, anything sufficiently advanced, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And you think we're at that um, that inflection point with uh, with um, um, AI, large language models and natural language processing, you think we're there? Yeah. It's magic. It looks and feels like magic. You're a Terry Pratchett fan then? Was that Terry Pratchett? <laughs> it is, right? Um, this uh, this is, um, no, that's um, Arthur C. Clarke, oh, no. I think. Yeah, obviously Clark Pratchett might have uh, recoined it, but obviously Clark, I think. Like, yeah, more tongue in cheek with with how he he put it, but um, yes, right, yeah. No, I think we're definitely definitely there, and even um, 
even um, looking behind the curtain and and like seeing you like you look at it uh, at least an explanation of what it's doing and you go that's that's actually simple how is that so complicated um, mm-hmm. uh, but but I think a lot of things a lot of things turn out to be uh, that complicated a lot of things turn out to be um, constructed from simple systems uh, that either just do things a lot or in a big space or uh you know one of the one of your other interviews was with um was with mike um mm-hmm. mike, um mike gamble gamble thank you um and he um uh and you got you guys were talking about biomimicry and yeah it was was very much um resonant for me because like a lot of computer science is by analogy you you mm-hmm. try to apply learnings from other fields uh to solve a to solve a problem like if you can match the problems together perhaps the solution that some other system has come up with mm. uh, is work for you and and I, I feel like i always feel like copying nature and you're doing something right because that's mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. to get out how to do it it didn't have a plan it just had like a value um a value calculation that it can do at each step along the way and you know it's 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 increasing value in that in that way Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think? Um, I, I love that, by the way. And, and Mike, um, um, you, you'll get to know him. He's one, he's one of us, of course. You'll get to know him better over time. Why do you think we stepped away from imitating um, nature in the development of systems and the development of hierarchies? Um, why, why do you think we stepped away from that? And and why are we coming back to it now? I mean, do you have? Do you have I mean, I know this is stretching far, but, but do you have a view on why that's the case? I I don't know that we did completely. I mean, I'm sure that there's always been someone there tinkering away with their their neural network in the hopes that that someone something would come from it. But maybe it's just off the top of my head. Maybe it's just a question of scale because you you can make a neural network with a few to to focus on the large language model kind of kind of the structured. And you might say this is going to be able to do something, but while the model's small, it doesn't really doesn't really do a lot you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. The model becomes bigger is is when you get the um uh, kind of emergent behavior mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. i don't completely read the last open ai paper that came out but they would definitely um seem to be indicating that it that it does have like the the, the first glimmer of of emergent behavior uh, now mm. i'm not it's got it has agency or it can think or or it can actually know stuff because i mean mm-hmm. at least at this stage it almost certainly can't but maybe mm-hmm. that's the question mm-hmm. there is no mm. difference between knowing stuff and seeming to know stuff mm-hmm. there's no difference in knowing stuff and seeming to know stuff hmm. quite profound right you, you you might be a math teacher and you're teaching a class some something uh and you can probably assume that, as the teacher, you can assume that you understand something, mm-hmm. and you can try and impart that on the students, and you can test students, and they can answer all the questions right, and you can even mm-hmm. say to the student, come up to the class and explain it again, and yeah, okay, they explained it really well. Does mm-hmm. that? My question would be, does that really prove that that student understands mm-hmm. the the thing? And I mean, mm-hmm. that's that kind of t- jobs that the um, language models are able to do now answer questions using a piece of information and restate a piece of information 
So either that's good enough to say, yes, you know it, or it's not good enough to say, yes, you know it. But either way, the student can then go and use that information, uh, that knowledge for things. And mm. I, I guess the um, the proposition is that the, the model can do that now as well. Mm -hmm. I do wonder, is there, is there much difference practically in, in, in knowing something and appearing to, to mm -hmm. uh, sorry, understanding something and appearing to understand something? Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, <laughs> I haven't talked much about code. Um, you're making me think of um, um, a couple of the stoic principles of knowledge and wisdom. You know, to know is one thing and to have the wisdom to execute that knowledge um, um, is, an, is another. I mean, the other stoic principles being um, courage, um, courage to use the wisdom and courage to use knowledge and um, temperance. Um, you know, so to not always use knowledge when you have it or, or to have the wisdom not to use it. It's the four, the four, the four um, tenets of uh, stoicism. And I see it talked about um, a lot. And so it's interesting because you did use the word. No, it's different. The diff is there a difference between knowing um, stuff and seeming to know stuff? Um, I, I suppose the. Um, so it's the wisdom that comes later. I, I certainly feel uh, I'm, I'm 46 now. I feel like I say that in every single meeting I do with people. Like it's a badge of honor, but I'm terrified by it, to be honest. Um, I feel like um, more, um, more, more aware than I've ever been, learning more than I ever. I, I keep saying this to people. I, I feel like I'm drinking through a, a fire hose and um, maybe it's this, this peripheral vision's opened and maybe I thought I knew, maybe I thought I had the knowledge um but now i have the wisdom to see that i don't i don't know and without getting too too lost on these themes but it's definitely something on my mind it's actually back to the themes of the first question i jokingly asked you about you know what's the meaning right um let me let me, let me come back to some other thoughts um because we're obviously going talking about some deep tech themes you mentioned you read the the most recent paper from um, open ai what about your, um, i can't it, it was long it was long and i don't think i could understand it all anyway but yeah, yeah, TLDR, right? Um, um, what uh, what's what's your domain of expertise? Uh, what what are, what are the uh, actually let me ask that two things. What what do you do to make a living technically? But then what are you most into technically? Um, okay. Uh, I mean, my, what I'm most into technically is going to be probably uh, re recency biased. You know, the stuff that I'm doing recently. <laughs> what I'm most into. Um, and I, I guess I started off as a as a web developer. Well, I mean, there were probably a few projects in uh, like straight out of university in crazy weird languages, like on mobile tablets at a time where there was no public internet, and you know that was that was hard. But I, I guess like when ASP, and I'm giving out my age now. Mm -hmm. um, my advice to you about being my advice to you about being 46 is that you're not 46, you're 3016. So. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, done. It depends on the day whether I'm 30 or 16 then, doesn't it? You know, it's my, it depends on my yeah. mood now I wake up. Great. I love it. I'll do it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, so ASP, C Sharp when it came out and, and kind of there was a movement, at least in the stuff that I was doing for, from writing desktop apps to more moving into um, writing web apps to things as working in the browser with JavaScript and that became more uh, more feasible. A um, bit of uh, 
a bit of native um, iPhone and Android development when that mm. came came about. But I, I I enjoyed that at the time, but it's not it's not as much fun. And I'm I, uh, glib as it sounds, I'm very much into 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 fun in my work. I mean, I, I do count myself extremely fortunate to be able to enjoy my job, and I've been fortunate to. Uh, fall into positions or get myself into positions where I'm able to work in the way that I, I want to and with people that I enjoy working with. Mm. Um, um, I so do, you've got ASP, you've got mobile platform oh, development, yeah, so you've got... And you spent some time around hardware as well. I was thinking about... Well, you must have spent time around hardware because you had the, um, the Shark Band wearables, so you've got some hardware experience there. Talk to yeah. me a bit about that, man. What is that on my LinkedIn or did you read my – oh, it's, it might be in a copy of a resume or something. Anyway. It's, 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 it's in nothing. I'm actually a mind reader, just so you know. It's one of the uh, – yeah. You've said two things that I had written on my own notes now. I'm worried. Is there a – <laughs> um, so, oh, Shark Band, Shark Band, Shark Band. So, so I actually started out – like I started out in uh, electrical, and com- uh, blah, electrical and computer engineering. Um mm-hmm. I, I, lo- I love making stuff, and, and all through high school, I was really into electronics, and it's like, oh, what can I do in electronics? And I did some electronics technician stuff for work experience, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go and do that. But then the electrical engineering turned out to be less about less about designing and building stuff and more about passing mathematics exams, which, while I mm-hmm. love the lectures, I don't enjoy going to do mathematics exams. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was... Uh, it was a, I get, it might have, it was a pivot before pivots were, uh, before pivots were, were so, uh, were so um, fashionable, right? So and I kind of just looked at what I was doing and what I had been doing in, in courses. And the, the only thing that I really was enjoying was the computer science stuff. Because that mm. really, that really scratches the um, creating stuff itch as well. I mean, once you get past the obligatory write, write cataloging system for a library, which they, tended to start with back then i think it's much mm. easier now because you start by like writing a little game or something that at least you might be interested in mm, mm, um uh sorry where were we, where were we going? I, I was asking about the hardware stuff and you said you started oh, um, electrical and computing yeah so i started i started in there and it's always been uh it's always been a a thing that i like tinkering with so myself and and three uh friends probably away for a weekend drinking around the, the table you know this i this this came to us this uh, it was a department of primary industries uh, funding grant to mm. make use of the new shark boys that they'd put around the state that was yeah. the that they tag sharks and they had this information they didn't really know what to do with it so we designed and produced a prototype of a base station and a wearable, um, a wearable wrist uh, band that used um, radio, uh, radio transmitters and, uh, and the Twitter feed, actually, that they'd chosen to use for some reason uh, to, to get information uh, about which sharks have been detected at which beaches and then determine at the beach that that boy was placed at then send out a signal which would make the shark which would make the bands beep and flash and uh vibrate i think we did get the vibrate vibration in there actually yeah mm. uh, mm. that, was fun. that was that was a lot of fun um 
like the process. So, so it was it was an alert system to let you know if a particular shark was in the it was in the area, as opposed to a, a, a repulsion system. Yeah, sorry, no, not not a repulsion system. I mean, because that that's good too. The one that they've got on the surfboards. I mean, I think if I was in the ocean, that's what I would want. But this was more oh. of a yeah. Um, there has been a shark detected in the area. You may want to come out of the water. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw I saw on recent. I mean, I, I I love it. I mean, I had a hardware business for five years before this, so I. Uh, and again, I'm not tech. I'm more product and delivery and customer engagement, just just same as now, basically. And I'm sure I sure I saw a shark a band recently came out where the the device might be about as big as you know the Apple iPad, um, Apple iPad, Apple um, AirPod case on a wrist thing, and it had a repulsion system uh, mm-hmm. built into it. And it's just mind blowing the hardware and how it's moving yeah. ahead. We 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 won a grant to produce it, and and we produced. 10 bands and a base station like manufacturing it through china we we drew, i say we I, a friend of mine did one of the other guys did most of the um uh laying out of the circuit board i like to think i helped him a little bit but <laughs> I, I enjoyed i enjoyed it but the, the problem coming at it neither of us were actually uh, electrical engineers or anything so you, you're like oh i want to get this thing to work and now you're going well okay how does a how, how does a how does a buzzer work from first principles? Where do I put it on the board? Yeah. Do underneath it, and and you figure it out, and it worked. It worked well. We we got videos of one of the guys swimming 400 meters off Bondi, and us triggering the shark alert, and him waving back at us. So that's a fun that's a fun video. Um, uh, but um, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. So so we we were able to produce what they'd asked for in that, and then they were like, okay, so what are you gonna do now? And unfortunately, three, uh, three of the other guys had like just taken jobs overseas and were about to move overseas. And I just, right. I think I just started it. Um, I think I just st- uh, started at Digital Five. Or, uh, sorry, started at um, uh, at Kidfit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, but- uh, we just weren't in a position to take it forward. And I know, I know someone has actually done it now. They've productized it, and basically, you look at their material, and it's like. Wow, that's 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 completely exactly exactly what we did. That's that's I mean it's awesome as well. But we were kind of hoping that they would, you know, license technology office or something or, or that. But you know, it's not. Uh, it's it's hard when you're close to the development of something because you always look at it going. It's actually not doing that much. But mm-hmm. but, but it <laughs> worked, right? Yeah, I I love it. it. Seems to be a common theme across our group. Really but, uh, say again. I really enjoy that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, tinkering and, you know. It's a common theme across the group. That's what I was going to say. Nice. By the way, just hold that up for me a second. Hold that up, Stein. Dave Clark, the drinker of a Stein of coffee. Is that is that, <laughs> is that brand um, Stan, yeah, is that the Stanley brand as in the tools brand Stanley? Is that what that is? Yeah, we, we could get a branding deal. <laughs> nice. Um, so it's a common theme across um, our business. Many many of us have been involved in hardware um, at one point, and whether it's the the nature of um, or the joy of making something physical, I don't know, or the challenge of it, um, rather than just messing around with. So- I mean, software obviously you can see the results of that as well. But it um, but it seems to be, it seems to be a theme. Do you think that's um, do you have a view on whether that's necessary for an engineer to be a very good engineer that at some point they must have played around with hardware or do you think it's uh it's by the by doesn't matter oh for a software engineer 
I don't yeah. think it's not necessary. I just don't know many who don't have, maybe not necessarily playing around with other hardware stuff, but certainly other very interests that focus them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do you do tend to bump into a lot of people who are who are into uh, making some some other uh, making in some other way. I mean, yeah, like mm. I said before, that I do get a lot of the um the um creation uh, the uh, creating things itch scratched by making software, um, mm-hmm. but I but not enough. <laughs> like mm-hmm, I need mm-hmm. I definitely need a creative outlet, and I don't necessarily mean creativity but 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 the creation of a, of a thing so i tend i mm-hmm. tend to lean more towards less abstract um uh less abstract things for for like mm. pastime like 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 um wood, woodworking or ceramics or 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 bread or you know thing, mm. things like mm-hmm. that. um you actually look like a guy that works with woodwork and ceramics and bread you look like you could be in any one of those professions just so oh, you know okay. including including that software yeah it is a compliment for sure sure um I, I asked you before about the um you know where where you started so what you did um there's two stuff two parts of it is like um you know what tech are you into and then um, what do you do for for business for, for work type thing now that and we got into that whole conversation I feel like we started with what you did in the past, but the recency bias didn't come to really. So, what what is the recency bias? Like, what what do what do you do uh, with tech right now? Uh, so, right right now, it's it's completely JavaScript stuff or ty- TypeScript more specifically. Um, mm-hmm. React came about um, a couple of years ago. I I kind of immediately I, I I immediately got it, and it and it was like the the declarative. Kind of component-based uh, nature of it, mm-hmm. um, which like gives you a like a simplicity um, of the mapping between between uh, between the data that you're going to give it and and what it should look like, mm-hmm. leaving um, leaving the how to the framework. Mm-hmm. One of a one of a, it's not it's not a framework, but you know, leaving the how to some to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and and backends as a service. Mm-hmm. So I think RavenDB was the first one, and and then Firebase before Google bought it, and and just as a way of spending the least amount of time on things like infrastructure and tasks that are not actually part of the solution, mm-hmm. necessary in some cases. But if you mm-hmm. can just skip doing that work. Mm-hmm. Can, uh, then all the better. So, like at the very beginnings of Kitfit, we identified that we were going to use um, uh, Firebase and be able to basically jump straight in writing code to deliver value without mm-hmm. any extensive um, uh, architect system architecture kind of planning and and things like that. Mm-hmm. In the amount of we worked in the Sydney um, startup hub there. And the oh, amount of right. okay. No, not mentioning any names, uh, mainly because I probably can't remember them. But <laughs> um, but um, the, yeah, the amount of times that I've heard things like, "Oh, we're starting a new project, and I've just spent uh, six weeks getting the Kubernetes cluster working properly," and it's like, what? Uh, how many mm. users do you 
right now why why did you do that why didn't you just stick it up on the cloud somewhere like use mm. use aws use google cloud use fire mm. uh, use firebase why, why do people still do that the, the, the knowledge is around david why, why do people still do that why do they still do it that way i don't i don't know i've got any I've maybe cynically maybe cyn, cyn, is that is that bad that my first um uh my first go-to is to respond cynically, but anyway, uh, maybe, maybe it's because they enjoy doing that, and I can completely get that. Like, if you enjoy making a doing that, that's that's fine. But I mean, you're wasting your money, or more likely someone else's someone mm-hmm. else's money. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the time people are like, oh, if you use that kind of system, that's going to be really expensive when you've got a hundred thousand users, or w- once you get to a million uh, a million page views a day, it's going to fall over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, is that a now problem, or like, I'm not? I'm not saying you you don't think about the future at all, but I mean, mm-hmm. spending time worrying about that now is is not uh, is not the way to do like the next mm-hmm. the next best thing that's going to see value um, mm-hmm. value given to your customer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's cynical at all. By the way, to again. Say again, sorry, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we get to the end of the question that time, or did we fly off on a tangent again? Uh, I, I love tangents. There's, no, there's nothing tangential about about it. Um, I'm a, um, I'm a, I have to I have to practice a thing that I think they called for some time log based development, or or maybe log based life. Like I I'll, <laughs> I'm doing something, and and I'm I have to when a side thought happens, I have to write it down if I if I need to continue with the thing. Uh, that I'm on, and then come come back to it and and double back to it. I'm a, I'm a lists kind of person, not not because to do lists. You mean like this as you're speaking? Lovely, lovely. <laughs> not, not because to do lists are a great way to 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 get anything done necessarily, but just to get it out of mm-hmm. out so it can uh, so you can continue with what you're trying to do. Where do you um, where do you put your log based um, life? Where do you do that? Do you is it on paper or is it on um, reminders? Where do you where do you capture it? Oh, I'm gonna. There's nothing written on it. I don't want to flash it to. I haven't written anything down just yet. I've, I've been. I've, been... I've said nothing interesting. Sorry. No. 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 I, I filled a book on your behalf, and you've got not written a single thing about me. I'll just grab a different <laughs> one and show you. Uh, <laughs> I've got a. I've got an app on my phone uh, that I really like called. Um, well, I don't want to give out any plugs for anyone, but it's called Clear. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was actually just mostly a neat neat UI for for making little to do lists and it was cool. I think they're updating it right now. It's supposed to. So when when it came out, obviously like any programmer does, I wrote a huge list of how I would have done it better, uh, and then that became one of my things of like, oh, if I ever get a chance to do that, I could write that again. And and it was just things about like moving more easily moving items around and 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 stuff to not use it as a to-do list and a, and a reminders list but a, a way of keeping things in order and i think they're moving in that direction um but a lot of mm-hmm. I mean, with a piece of paper i mean pieces of paper are fine a lot of the time they're just um it's just temporary anyway it's temporary holding mm-hmm. area that's much better than trying to remember what you were going to do next in your in your head at least for my head it does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um um talking of logging thoughts uh, you've made me think this um i don't think it's cynical uh, to think that um people's past behavior and preferences are a uh, um a, a prediction of the way that they would want to do things in the future uh, i mean 
there's a reason they've been drawn to those um, those behaviors. I, I think that's it makes me also think about our community a little bit. You know, when I think about how the team operates and thinks, you know, you and Mikel and Andrew and Dan and Mike and others, there is a deep nature of experimentation, solving problems, doing it in a lean way. And I wonder if that's why it works. It works for us when we're trying to solve problems for customers. And I know, I know when we bring people in who've maybe had big enterprise thinking that, and that's all they've ever done, uh, big, big organizational thinking and, and, and solving problems it is, it's very different. I don't think it means that they can't shift, but it is different. Um, so um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, some more pondering I need to do on that, but I don't, I don't think the thought is cynical. I think you're right. People perhaps enjoy it, or maybe it's all that they know, or maybe there's some ego tied to it. Now that's me being cynical. You weren't being cynical. I, I'm being cynical. Um, I didn't. Um, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Um, so, man, if if people wanted to reach out to you about stuff to have a chat about, I mean, I'm, I'm conscious we've gone over time already, but if people wanted to reach out and um, quiz you over anything, share knowledge and anything, ask an opinion, what what would it be? Uh, so, so, so business wise, completely customer success. That's that's where we're focused now. If you've got ideas for what you need for customer success, or if you've seen anything that we're trying to get out there, actually, you won't have yet for the customer success side of things. But once, once, once you do or um, the AI, AI tools that we're, we're building. But mm-hmm. um, personally, um, and I know <laughs> I noticed you asked this question of, of people, uh, so I, I did make a list. <laughs> I, made, <laughs> I made a list. I made a list. And it looked, it's not, not including, like, constants in, in my adult life, like, like woodworking and cooking and camping and bread. And, but, but, you know, as far as a list of topics that you, someone could – uh, that I could happily, I could happily converse with someone for as long as they're interested. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I've got a list. So it's uh, where is it? Uh, so okay, here we go. Um, it's not, it's not that extensive, but this is current, cu- current things that I find interesting. So uh, mm-hmm. karate, uh, learning to weld, the Stoics, which you mentioned already, tabletop gaming, uh, benefits of cold showers, learning guitar and piano and music theory, and um, circle right back to the start how exactly to be a good example for your kids hmm. i think that's kind of at the forefront right now and oh and maybe you know how to turn more shoulds into dids hmm. very philosophical yeah well i we haven't finished yet i've still got to come back all the way to my first question <laughs> i just wanted to uh you know give give that and then it leads to that but but it's nice to get it sort of bookends really nicely into uh, some of those interests. By the way, when you do bread, is it sourdough that you're making? I'm. Should I be ashamed to say yes that I did start a sourdough starter in March of 2020? I had actually done it before out of interest. It was like, how does this bread stuff work? And then you're like, you get flour and water, and it's like, it can't possibly work. What are you talking about? And the first time it, it took a few, it took a few goes to not get just a horrible, a horrific beast that you couldn't make anything from <laughs> but last time it did it survived it was great and it survived for months and then i killed it but but as like a good um, software engineer i did back it up first which you can't <laughs> did you back it up in the freezer was it in the freezer or the fridge where did you where, where was your backup 
I've done both just in case it didn't work. But but you know, like a lot of projects, I haven't tried restoring it yet. So we I don't know. So yeah. I tried one. Uh, sorry, I dried both of them out, and I've frozen one and stored one in, in the pantry in a in an airtight container, which apparently is the way to go. But we'll see. How what did happens you dry it out? How did you dry it out? Uh, in a very slow oven. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Very okay. Because I, I um I make sourdough too, um, and um, I took my starter away camping with some friends uh it was not it was not the whole it wasn't the backup it was just you know my travel starter and yeah, um I, I gave it to one of the kids and of course they dropped it and smashed it next to the campfire and um so that was that and then when i came back i had my emergency one but i didn't create a backup from that i had i had the backup and then i don't know i i went away or something and it you know all turned black and went a bit you know off and I had to choke it. So I had that for a few years. Anyway, mm. recently, um, Andrew's um, wife gave me um, a starter that she's had for a while. And so I've just started back and I've got a, um, I've got the leaven going outside, uh, ready to go to make some ready for this weekend. So I'm with you on the sourdough, mate. Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. Hours on this. I've got extensive notes about the experimentation I did. One of the big things that I didn't like was, so, sorry for anyone else who just, like, just couldn't, couldn't care. I managed not to swear, <laughs> but but one of the big things was with me for me was a lot of the the ways that, that they tell you to do it just uses a lot of flour wasted. Like you pour the flour mm. in, throw half of it away. So I found lots of recipes to use that for because you do have to get rid of a bit of it, otherwise it grows mm. like the blob. Um, but also like with a few tweaks, you can actually not feed it quite so often, and and mm. no no interstitial feedings. Like he, like so I was able to keep it alive for about eighteen months, only baking, to, well, only baking twice a week, which turns out to be more bread than I actually want to eat. So that's kind of why I stopped. <laughs> actually, that's not why I stopped. I stopped because it got a orange mold in it, which was <laughs> unidentifiable by me anyway. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Uh, the, the, mold, the, the mold might have been good for you, Dave. Maybe. Well, I was, yeah, so I don't, I, you can actually eat it with the black mold in it. I think. That might be wrong. Look that up. It's not health advice. Um, I threw I, I threw right away because just in case. of the molds in it, it's fine. It just doesn't taste great. But the red mold apparently is not good. Mm -hmm. Might be okay. Noted. Noted. Do not eat red mold. No, Sounds like some sort of de de death death cap toadstool or mushroom, whatever. Right um, don't eat yellow snow, right? Don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to learn so much from you, me. Don't eat red mold. Don't eat yellow snow. I mean, it, we've got all. Um, maybe some other time we'll cover the stoic stuff that we touched on because I'm interested in that. I'm interested in the fact you're doing karate, but I did. I did want to come back to the thing we started um, off with as, as the bookend because we've definitely um, going to run out of time, or we have already. Um, this thing about um, meaning of life, being a good influence to kids. Um, it's a, a question um, on, on my mind. I, I, I think it. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't care about my work or the people I work with or my friends, but it definitely feels why I was a put on earth was to be a to be a father and a parent to, to me anyway. Maybe not for everybody, but that's um, what I've evolved into in these in my 30, 16 years. Um, so, um, what, what, what's your revelation been for that? Um, if there has been one, you know, about setting an example for for the, for the kids, like what what have you what what have you arrived at that you could share with me so I can embody it? 
Uh, that's why I'm hoping people will contact me with tell, telling me, you know. <laughs> uh, look, I think, I don't know, as far as revelations go, I, I guess maybe, I, I mean, I actually, now this, again, this is not health advice. Maybe this is not, not true, but I get the feeling that you, you can't really, um, you can't really ruin them too much. Like, <laughs> like any is is probably temporary right because there's plenty of like while there were counter cases there are plenty of people that had bad upbringings that don't turn out to be bad people but mm -hmm. um like i've never been a, a super angry person i i had uh oh i was going to say a thing i'm not going to say that thing now but um um I, I did have a bit of a reputation for telling people what i thought mm -hmm. uh sometimes uh, but I, I don't think in my adult life I ever actually shouted at anyone until mm -hmm. I had a five-year-old child. And <laughs> I, I tell you what, if you find yourself shouting at a child, well, probably anyone, realistically, you, you've already lost. You've already – something's gone wrong, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the, like, like a lot of things, you like you know it in your head. I know completely – I know completely this is unhelpful or, mm -hmm. or worse. Um but yeah, like yeah, how do you how do you avoid doing that? It's and I guess it's like open defiance, right? It's because mm -hmm. because they're openly defiant. But mm -hmm. then you think you think again, and you're like, what are, am I trying to bring up a child that's compliant and 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 obedient? And I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. What I want to do is bring up a child who is able to be disciplined uh, <laughs> for themselves, right? Like mm -hmm. dis discipline is not just following someone else; it's also and I guess I'm just speaking directly to myself here, right, is, is also <laughs> discipline in, in and of yourself, like disciplined enough to to do the things that you intend to do. Philosophical. Yeah, yeah. I may, I look forward to when we get together um, in person um, and uh, talk some more about these topics. It's actually one of the things that I love. I, I love that when you walk into the room and the guys are there next time, you'll have an insight to them you know, the team and uh, and you and I together as well. And there'll be themes to, to pick up and talk about. Um, um, and, I, and I, I, you know, I, I think I think this is of interest. I, I do anyway, but who knows? Who knows? OK, I am going to let you get back to your day, David. Thank you very much for your time. Good to hang out. Good to talk tech, life, bread, stoicism, karate, music, woodwork, Next. ceramics man shark repellent systems is the no end to our uh, mutual shared areas of interest i i love it dude maybe uh, we need to add one more thing to our list and it's how to get 36 hours out of a 24-hour day because of so many <laughs> things that are, we need to do yeah mate, they're, they're, that's true we'll, 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 we'll record that for the next one my friend <laughs>